Okay, thank you, Prof, for being with you. So uh, we'll just uh, recapture some of the points uh, made during the uh, forum just now. Uh, so I want to focus on uh, May 13 and inequality. So it has always been described May 13 as uh, uh, caused by inter-ethnic uh, feelings of sentiments of uh, negative sentiments towards each other, but also interweave with uh, uh, economic inequality, wealth inequality or disparity. Uh, would you agree with such analysis or do you think there's more nuances to that? Yeah, I, I quite agree with the, the use of the word disparities because uh, inequalities uh, do exist. Uh, they exist in society as a whole and it's nothing to do uh, with, with uh, ethnicity or race or whatever. But uh, when we when we think about um, what is what is called uh, uh, disparities, you, you are aggregating groups, right? You can aggregate them ethnically, uh, and you say Malays or Chinese. You can aggregate them by state. You can say uh, Kelantan, uh, Selangor, or you can aggregate them by other means. Okay, uh, religion or you know whatever it is. The, the point is, once you aggregate them and you measure the differences between your averaging, so uh, you know you can have, um, for example, I mentioned uh, earlier that there are uh, uh, there are three uh, African billionaires in in South Africa now. Uh, there are whereas uh, before 1994 there was certainly no uh, South Af black uh, billionaires, African billionaires. Uh, has that improved the condition of the vast majority of African people in, in South Africa? I'm afraid not. Okay. Now, in Malaysia, the situation is a bit different. Uh, the fact that we have had rapid economic growth, unlike, uh, say, South Africa, has meant that, um, generally speaking, people are better off than they were half a century ago. But it doesn't mean that everybody's condition has improved uh, equally. And for example, we now have a policy where you're trying to keep the minimum wage uh, pol uh, down. And you also, and this has been going on for the last uh, uh, 20 years at least. And then you also have a policy where you have uh, foreign labor coming in and taking up many of the less skilled jobs uh, and even some of the skilled jobs. So the result of this is that uh, Malaysian. Uh, workers as well have the, uh, the the wage levels for them are depressed by the easy alternative of having foreign workers. So the result is that Malaysians, especially those who are less skilled, uh, are much worse off than they would otherwise be. So I think uh, disparities is a useful way of looking at differences, uh, but it doesn't tell us all that much. Inequality is a much more rich and uh, wholesome view of looking at things. So after May 13 happened, it became like a, 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 it was used to justify the policies that we had. And in the problems of inequality currently faced by not only Malaysia but other countries have seen politicians suggesting uh, you know a variety of solutions, you know, wealth tax and, and many other uh, options so would you do you still believe that in the malaysian context we are we need to look at economic policies I mean welfare policies or whatever you call it or is it 
beyond economic policies. For example, in um, in Indonesia, there was talk about forming a reconciliation uh, commission to 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 undercover the truth of the past uh, uh, traumas that they faced. So, do you think it's economic policies can solve this, or is beyond that? I think um, I think to compare with the Indonesian situation is 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 quite difficult. Eh? There are people who were involved in the brutal killings, where over half a million, possibly one million people would would died, and uh, many of them are still going around free. No, they were never ever prosecuted, and they are actually quite proud of uh, some of them are actually quite proud of what they did. Now, I think the fact that they remain quite proud of what they did, um, it's, it's very difficult to reconcile in that kind of a situation. But in many other situations, uh, including the situation in Malaysia, although people may not feel proud of what they did in a riot, in a, in a brutal killing, uh, they hide behind the mass, they hide behind the mob. Okay? So they feel that they did it for particular uh, reasons. Uh, but we're not just talking about personal, interpersonal violence. Uh, you can, for example, uh, discriminate against people uh, beca- using very easy criteria, you know, the color of your skin, um, the, 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 the way you speak, uh, and so on and so forth, right? And, and, uh, and that happens all the time. And it's less personally violent it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that it is not harmful, okay? And how do we begin to reconcile this? So we cannot justify one in the name of the other, okay? Uh, and and th- so it, it is very important for us to begin to have reconciliation on the basis of a recognition that there are very important inequalities in society which need to be addressed, but that these inequalities in society are not well addressed by simply by using the the the, the categorization of of uh, ethnicity, which is the main criteria which is used in Malaysia. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Hana's book here is well received by the young Malay audience. Uh, do you see that optimistically as a sign that we are ready to talk, discuss more about uh, the past, the the bitter past, or? Do you think otherwise? And and should we even discuss I, I, it? I think the younger generation is generally much more open, you know. But can you claim to speak on behalf of all Malays? Can you claim to speak? Or does Miss Ho can she legitimate? I don't think anybody can claim to speak on behalf of all Malays. And when people and I, I'm usually suspicious of anybody who claims to speak on behalf of you know, uh, Malays or Chinese or Indians or what, you know, those claims are usually very pretentious. But I think there's a certain openness among certain, uh, among younger people, uh, which which generally is is there. The question is whether or not that, how far that openness will, will take. Because generally speaking, they are of, whether it involves giving up certain privileges or whether it gives it involves giving up certain uh, and the privileges are not just ethnic privileges the privileges can be the the privileges of class okay 
if I if if uh, you know if I have the opportunity to do certain things because uh, my parents can afford it or my grandparents uh, left something for me and so on and so forth. Those kinds of things are very... And then how do we, how do we detract from the disadvantages of people because they were born in the wrong place, they grew up in the wrong place, you know? Uh, and you know, th these are not easy to, to, to reconcile. But I think there is a certain openness. Um, more pe young people are generally more open what we need is to develop a critical sensibility so that people are, 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 are willing to think of things, not just accept things as they are, but also uh, beginning to think of alternatives of what things can be. And I think that that will be very important. So it is very important to have conversations, to open up the conversations, to get people to think outside of the box, so to speak. And the boxes are, are really more difficult because it is the boxes of the imagination, the boxes of the consciousness. It is not the box of, uh, you know, where it is clearly circumscribed, you know, uh, where you cannot, uh, where, where, you know, where, where you cannot, um, uh, you, 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 you cannot get out of those boxes because they are, it is so clear to you. You know, sometimes you can, the, the, the certain situation can be so bad that you can cross a line, a line of no return. But you can The line is not a visible line. It's not as if you know. You know, after you gone beyond a certain point, it's it's too late. You know, so this, these are some of the challenges in terms of dealing with things like this, which are which are often not very clearly defined, very clearly, uh, very where where things are not very precisely, uh, not very precise. You know? Okay. So uh, that's the end of the interview and I thank Prof Jomo very much for being here. Thank you. Welcome.